everybody. What's up? Thanks for uh, tuning in to Domesticated Savages podcast. Tonight we've got a special episode for y'all. Tonight we've got our regular homies. Jeremy, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Fitz, how you doing? So good, as always. We've got two of our buddies from our department we work for in here tonight to do the what would we conspiracy call conspiracy theory episode the conspiracy theories it's gonna get instead really of, fucking weird instead of x-files savage files savage files oh i like it we're here for the savage files. that's what i'm gonna name this one the savage files we've got dave howdy dave how are you man so tell me a little bit about yourself real quick well i've been an officer for 13 years 13 years and i do enjoy uh researching conspiracies Yes, he's our head conspiracy theorist here. I'd you're, say. Not like, on, you're not on payroll. Would you say like you're the Bill Nye of conspiracy theories? I hope not, because Bill Nye's a dude. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Stephen Hawking. Stephen of, Hawking. Of conspiracy. The Stephen that Hawking. That sounds like a life confined to a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> he's about as athletic, so. <laughs> oh, shots fired, guys. Right here, shots fired. <laughs> and that other voice you heard was Alan. How are you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, your contr- contribution to this podcast is going to be I talk shit. Talking. Stand stand up comedy is that shit what we're doing? Talk. I'm shit also talk. Uh, kind of the Scully to his Molder. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you're the doubter. You're the person who's always asking why, no why, no why. This is no. He's the no why. <laughs> no why. Unfortunately, he insists on only doing real conspiracies. Oh, uh, we're not going to be talking about birds and shit. No, get him started on nine eleven though, and we. Ooh, that's a t- that's a touchy subject. <laughs> that's right the there. third rail. That's the third <laughs> rail. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> In a, on a First train track, rails, the tubes. Rails. You don't want to oh, touch gotcha. that third rail because you will. Third rail, die. you get your ass blowed off. Gotcha. So, Alan, how long you been on the department, buddy? Same as Dave, we're in the same academy class. Same academy class, so 13 years. Nice. And ever since years. then, they've been attached to the penis. <laughs> Ooh, attached to the penis, huh? Or the foreskin, whatever. I don't whatever. Know. They're docking. <laughs> it's a 24-7 docking situation here. <laughs> Soaking. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> there you go. It's all approved by Apropos. Dallas. There's no, there's no hip thrust. It's just no, it's all put it in and leave it. Okay. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> the... The motto should be set it and forget it. Set it Hold and on, wait. forget it. But is it is it still considered soaking if it's in your mouth? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. It's sex. It's just really bad sex. Set it and forget it. <laughs> your face is so red. That's, that's life. <laughs> we'll pay one of you to jump on the bed. <laughs> you have to get one of those vibrating beds. <laughs> it's out of your good. control. You have, hey, yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> you get a water bed we go jump on it for you Holy Dave's just God. hoping that no one he knows is listening right now <laughs> truth <laughs> Dave's like fuck this why did I come here it turns out the only people who listen to this are people we know <laughs> it's, it's true sorry for you Dave we've waited 16 weeks for this episode <laughs> <laughs> um, we're happy to have you guys on um, something we always do especially when we have our new guests on is we invite our new guests to share a rookie story. We all love rookie stories. The people who listen clamor for rookie stories. And I know, Alan, you said that only people we know listen to this. We actually have quite a few listeners who listen that aren't actually police officers, and they love the rookie stories. Love them. Love them. So do you have like interposing stories, stories that mix, or did you just like want to roll with one? I've got a different story than Alan's. Okay. So when I was on FTO, uh, in the middle of the night, we get called to a suicide in the parking lot of a restaurant. And this woman has taken a 12-gauge shotgun. Oh, I know the story. Loaded with buckshot and blown her head. She, all, was, a, she was apparently unhappy with the service. 
She, well, she worked there. Oh, with so, the tips then? <laughs> probably. She had blown her head like completely off and her brother worked at the restaurant and he's the one who found her in the car with her head blown off. And it was, it was, I remember that one of our officers that arrived first called it obvious echo and got in trouble because we're not supposed to call You're it obvious. You're not really <laughs> supposed to call it obvious echo. Yeah. You're not a medical professional. Yeah. She didn't have a her head. Her brain's on the dashboard. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't, her think, head is, I don't think you need a degree for that. Yeah. Her head was gone. So though. of course I'm the, the recruit. So it's my call. And I'm just sitting here trying to take care of this call. It's, it's, you know, of course, really stressful for the new guy to deal with this gory suicide. And about halfway through the call, the brother comes up and he, he says, can I talk with you for a second? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, I just want to know, is she going to be all right? Oh, and so I I had to give him like the death notification a second time because he saw her, he saw her without a head. He saw her without a head. Yeah. With, is she going to be okay? Her head, I mean, there was so much blood. All She fell over and filled up both of the cup holders in the middle of the uh, console, console with yeah. blood. Oh, yeah, oh, I've yeah. seen that. But yeah, I had to tell him that she had died. I don't think she's going to pull through. Do you have anything else to add to that story? No, that's, that's the it. whole story. That's a, yeah, that was an interesting one. Um, so did you know some of the backstory to that, that gal? Do you remember? I think that she had just gotten in trouble for having cocaine and she was worried her son. To- it was her kids found her freaking meth in her purse. Yeah. Oh. And took it her, to... Her kids, they took it to school. Show and tell? Yeah, took it to show and tell. Show and tell? Yes. This oh, my, my God. My mom has in her purse. So mom was working two jobs, and she's like a single mom, obviously. You know, and I'm not condoning anybody utilizing methamphetamines or cocaine or anything like that. Got to stay up somehow. she needed her upper, bro. Yeah. And she's taking care of the kids. Probably just need to pick me up. And the kid found the meth or coke or whatever it was inside of her purse and took it for show, show and tell. And so now she's outed. This is going on. And so I guess instead of facing the music, she decided to flip and wash her mouth out with buckshot. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. That's tough, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. That's a fun story. Thank you, uh, Dave. Alan, what you got for us, homie? Now that you brought everyone up. Yes. <laughs> Great story. Bring, bring them down. back yeah. down. Tough act to follow, Alan. <laughs> right. <laughs> what can I talk about? Orphans. Uh, <laughs> so I knew this little baby. How do you top I knew, that I knew, shit? I knew a baby. They got, no, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Dave and I are kicking this. We kicked this dude out of like four motels or something, right? He keeps going places, won't leave. We kick him out. This is the same day, same night, whatever? Yeah, same okay. day or same morning. Same morning. All right. And well, dude's a shit bird. But whatever. Actually, it was so bad, I put him in my car, drove him to the shelter, cited him for trespassing, and kicked him out. Okay, yeah. And then uh, later on that day, we get a call, suicidal guy in his mom's bathroom. And he's in the bathroom being a giant drama queen. Mom's screaming, kick the door, save him, blood. Okay. And I'm like, can I kick the door? And Scott's just like, no, no, we can't have officer-created jeopardy. Okay. And like, okay, that makes sense. I remember Sean was one of my FTOs, and he, the first time I Crash. kicked the door, he says to me, don't you embarrass me by double tapping this rookie. <laughs> <laughs> and my whole career, I've been like, I should be embarrassed if, I have, if it takes more than one kick. So I give it everything I've got, every goddamn time. As so, you should, really, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should. So this guy... This guy does like a, a scream and then stops responding to us. Mm-hmm. So I look at Scott. I'm like, is it time? 
Mm-hmm. He's like, it's time. It's time. Yes. So, <laughs> so we're in a room exactly opposite it on the in the hallway. Yeah. So I brace myself on the door frame. Yes. And I use my arms and my legs, and I just as hard as I can kick that door. Yeah. And my leg goes straight through to my <laughs> oh, hip. Nice. And he's in there with a knife. Yes. <laughs> like this big kitchen knife. Turned your fucking leg into sushi. And he's just like, what the. Fuck! And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pull my it's leg out. Straddling the door. <laughs> so, Dave helps me get out of the door. And then we look through the hole and we're like, Paul! It's the same fucking dude we've been chasing <laughs> all day. <laughs> so we end up kicking the door appropriately. Yeah. Scott shoots him with the 40. Mm. It hits him in the ribs, bounces off the wall, and hits him in the ribs again. Oh, nice. And he has two exactly equal circles on his ribs. Wow. Drops a knife, falls back in the bathtub. We drag him out and arrest him. Oh, nice. So we're walking him outside to the car, and two officers come over, and they're like, have you seen this Paul what's-his-head? As a matter of fact, we have. He's like, yeah, I saw a bunch of cop cars and thought it'd be related to him. <laughs> Apparently, he had kidnapped someone. Oh, Holy dang. Holy shit. That's the perfect handoff. It was fantastic. Nice. Yes, we have seen him. As a matter of fact, here you go. Exactly. Wrapped so, up with a bow. What I got from that story is Dave helped you with your pull-out game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave helped him with his pull-out game. The pull-out game was strong with Dave. Dave's Dave, there. Dave is really good when I'm not pulling out. <laughs> he makes sure he does. And if you yeah. have trouble, he's there to help you. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. I'm sorry, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That- Dave's going to freaking wish he never came. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you landed yourself in a Reno 911 situation. Oh, did that happen on Reno 911? It's one of the opening credits where uh, Cedric Yarborough, I can't remember his character name, but he goes to Dave's kick in the motel door and it's like goes right through. Nice. And I was like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> well, I had the short shorts for a reason. So. Nice. <laughs> so typically, exterior doors are good to go. Those interior doors, you got to be careful because there's like waffle. Got to like kick the doorknob. Wood, dude. Yeah, That's you gotta, the You got to kick the doorknob. You know what? That reminds me of another story with Alan kicking the door. Uh Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember this one. So we're a little bit before, you know, before that in our careers with Paul. We we go to this, uh, it's one of the crappy apartments near the old PSB on a domestic. And it's it's reported these couples fighting in the room. So we we get to, the, to their apartment. We're knocking on it. We're yelling, police, come to the door, come to the door. We hear the occupant say, he won't let me. So Ooh. I draw out. Alan kicks the door just destroys the door again. Cause he doesn't go halfway. Right. We go in there. She's in there alone, mentally ill. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he won't let me. <laughs> I think while we're Make telling stories, I should tell you about the time I saved Nathan Fillion's life. Yes. <laughs> I love Nathan Fillion. <laughs> yeah. So do I. So I'm driving down main street and someone runs out and, uh, starts waving their arms for me to stop. And I look and there's, like kind of a tussle going on. So I pull over. Do you guys know who Brent Spiner is? Yeah. The actor. Yeah, the uh, actor. Data? Data on yep. Star oh, Trek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Data. Mm-hmm. Data, okay. So I pull over and there's Brent Spiner and Nathan Fillion. I, I separate them from the dude they're fighting with. Apparently this homeless bum sees Brent Spiner and decides to just assault him for no reason. For no reason. Yeah. So. And then Data comes to the rescue. No. Data is the one who got it. assaulted. 
Oh, Data got assaulted. Yeah, he's like an old man now. He's like 70 years old or something oh, at this damn. point. Oh. He looks super frail. Ugh. I didn't know the cyborgs could age. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> so so uh, Nathan Fillion sees this going on, goes and grabs a dude, slams him into a fence, and they're tussling. That's yeah. when I saw him pulled over. So I'm like, all right, you guys want to do anything? And of course, they didn't They didn't want to have anything to do no, with a police report or an assault or anything. Yeah. So it's no case, right? Right. Like, there's nothing I can do. No, yeah. So I kick that dude loose. Um, well, first I send them on their way so he can't follow. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, kick that dude loose, make him walk the other direction. He goes and stabs someone to death. Oh, <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Oh, shit. So you're telling me it's Fillion's and Data's fault that some dude got murked. Oh, yeah. If they had pressed charges, he'd have gone to jail. He'd gone to jail. Good job, Star Trek. Anybody. Jeez. 100%. Dude, it's pretty This is why I'm a Star Wars fan. Oh, jeez. You can't control what people do. Well, uh, thanks for those stories, boys. I know the people who listen, our fans, are going to be happy to hear those. Those are fun. I love rookie stories, too. It just bring, you know, takes me back to yesteryear myself. We're going to get into our... Savage, Savage Files. Files. We're going to get into the Savage Files. All right. I just want to tell you that we've got some fans, and one of our big fans wanted to me to shout out Fitz and say, hey, you're still Daniel's favorite Mexican. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty little colonizer. How dare you? Good. He hit me a message and said he wanted me to let you know that you're still his favorite Mexican. Good. Good, Danny. There's got to be a story behind that. He thinks I'm Mexican. <laughs> he, we served in the Marine Corps together, uh-huh. and he thinks I'm a Mexican. <laughs> you don't know it yet. To this day, he doesn't know what a Polynesian is. <laughs> he refutes the fact that there are islands outside of America and Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Once again, we're going to ju- jump back on our Savage Files, our little conspiracies we're going to do. Hopefully, you guys like conspiracies. We love them. We're going to do some real conspiracies. Fitz is going to take a siesta real quick. I'm not Mexican. <laughs> He's got to do a siesta. Why are you wearing a sombrero then? <laughs> One of the topics, MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. This is a project that the CIA ran from 1953 to 1973, only came to light in 1975 when a senator from Idaho, Frank Church, had hearings on all their clandestine activities. And they were doing some crazy shit. It all ties into this concept of informed consent. Informed consent was something that was codified after World War II in the Nuremberg trials. They're like, hey, look, we got these crazy Nazis like Dr. Mengele who are like doing these horrible experiments to people. And they're saying, well, they're sick. We're trying to treat a disease or something like that. And these people, they know that they're going to kill them with the experiments eventually. But, you know, they're like, well, the the thing is, is that informed consent means that I know what the treatment is, what it does, what I'm my risks are to yeah. some degree, right? And so MK Ultra is this a, a very much outside of that realm of informed consent where people knew that they were going to be involved in experimentation, but not to the degree that they were. They were in basically just working on the function of the human brain and seeing how much they could manipulate it. We're talking about mind control. We're talking about hypnosis. Uh, we're talking about brainwashing and removing memories. There's one guy who they, they actually contracted with this Canadian guy. And this guy was actually part of the Nuremberg trials, this guy, Donald Ewan Cameron. And he was at this mental hospital in Canada and they were able to erase people's memories for their whole lives. They didn't remember their parents. They didn't remember who they were or the language that they spoke. And they were able to like just absolutely 
erase them and then they tried to reprogram them. Uh, they call it like psychic, psychic driving or psychic patterning. They were trying to turn them into basically a different person. They Jason Bourne them. Yeah, absolutely. Do they talk about how? They would use electroshock therapy and they would do it to them way more than they would ever do it in a therapeutic manner. Yeah. So they would do it 10 times more than they would do it in a ther- therapeutic manner. And then they would do it for months at a time yeah. and just keep them sedated the whole time. So they were just dis- basically destroying their memories. Part of MK Ultra, there was a different facets. Part oh, there's of, a ton. Part of MK Ultra Operation Midnight Climax. Let's hear about it. Was part of the MK Ultra project. Operation Midnight, Midnight Climax. Oh, we is, talked is, about this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sounds right. like a. That's my favorite. Was, that's my exactly, favorite time anyway. It sounds exactly like Dave and I on the grave shift. It's exactly what you guys think it's going to be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, if you're working the grave shift, that's a little early. You get sleepy afterward. You can't finish out your rotation, bro. Good point. <laughs> In order to study the effects of LSD on non-consenting individuals, okay. prostitutes on the CIA payroll were instructed to lure clients back to the safe house which was set up by the CIA, okay. where they were surreptitiously plied with a wide range of substances, including LSD, and monitored behind a one-way mirror glass. So these CIA hookers on payroll got Johns to go back to the safe house. They were given drugs, LSD, and then after they had sex, you know, began this interrogation of these subjects. And there was some dude with his notepad behind a one-way mirror watching all this, documenting everything. To see the effects of LSD- After sex? after sex and see how potentially dangerous it could be of some operatives or whatever. And it, but it's just the fact that the government's like, we need to find out more about mind control. Let's get a bunch of whores. Let's <laughs> dose these dudes up and see what happens. And at some point you have to think, was this a big joke? Don't tell what? me they were non-consenting though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they didn't consent to be monitored and, and part d- of the experiment. Dose with LSD, but at some point they you probably would have been. <laughs> was the government so bored back in the fifties and sixties? There's a bunch of dudes sitting in rooms smoking Luckies and like. Yeah, we've killed enough people. What can we do now? Let's dose them with LSD. Don't tell me you wouldn't try. <laughs> and watch the power, bro. Words. Come on. Gerald, come I ha- on. Gerald, I have an idea. <laughs> can we just take a moment to admire whoever perfectly named that program? Yes. Like, there are a few perfectly yes, named government it. programs. There are some Midnight that's a, that's a good one. I Look like it up. If, if For those of you listening who want Operation to follow Midnight up, Climbing. it's Operation Midnight Comet. And it was an offshoot uh, under the umbrella of MK Ultra. When, I mean, it lasted for 20 years. Yeah. You, MK Ultra they had a bunch yeah. of stuff. You could you MK could Ultra. go down the rabbit hole oh, for, yeah. for probably 20 years. So probably got, 20 years. <laughs> I, I, I've got a question about the MK Ultra. you're kind of alluding to. You're saying that they used electroshock therapy, uh, you know, 10 times the amount for therapeutic needs, right? So over a lot over longer, a, t- a for long, a long yeah. period of time. So this erased their memories, but did it cause brain damage? Is that, is that what it's doing? Like it would have to be damaging kind of brain damage. Yeah. yeah, damaging the brain, the part of your brain that has the long-term memory. So and yeah. that, that's kind of the thing where, like, these individuals who were involved in this experiment, they sued the CIA for their involvement, and they settled out of court. So of we, we don't know who these people are. We can't talk to them because they've signed... They're like, you're going to give us a whole bunch of money and we're going to keep our mouth shut. Hold on. You're telling me these people sued the CIA and the CIA settled with them out of court? Yeah. You're not telling me they got Clinton'd? Well, okay. Well, the, the fi- of, do we know their whereabouts right now? The official record would yeah. reflect that they settled six feet underground, bro. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they settled, settled in a nice wooden box. Nine exactly. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> if 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 I was sitting there and I had been mind melted by the CIA, and they're like, "What's your price?" and they name me a price, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll sign a piece of paper." My mind's mush by now. 
back to what Dave was saying. Um, you can go down the rabbit hole for days uh, looking up some of this stuff. And luckily enough, there's some open source data that we can reference. But a lot of the stuff that's happened 50, 60, 70 years ago when records weren't meticulously kept, it's lost. And so I think today that's why you get companies that are saying, oh, you want the records of how effective our vaccine? Wait 75 years. Mm -hmm. Because by then, everyone who's involved is dead. Well, one of the things that I think is so interesting about conspiracy theories is that the use of that word conspiracy theory is really used to be like, don't even think about that. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Otherwise, we're going to think you're an idiot. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we can go to things like, I mean, you can pull up the Wikipedia article on MKUltra and there's nothing more mainstream than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing more sanitized. And you read sanitized, that. Sanitized, absolutely. And you read it and you're like, this is horrible. Yeah. This is a horrible thing that the American government did to American citizens. Yeah. And that's and that's what's and that shit that's readily, out there. Yeah, readily available to the public that mainstream. Shit that's out there. So, and one of the things I find so interesting is that I remember a time when you would be talking about this stuff and people would just just think it was silly. Yeah. Or you you remember in the early 90s when aliens were really big? Oh, yeah. People would have alien stickers on their backpacks yeah. and stuff like that on their cars, right? And it was just this big zeitgeist of the time. You could I still remember going to multiple gas stations where you could buy an Area 51 alien ID. A little kitschy, you know, I, I'm an alien. Well, and the thing about it was, it was so funny, is I remember hearing a lot of people would say something to the effect of this, and that would be, do you believe in Area 51? Do you believe in it? Like it was a tenet of scripture yeah. or or a mythical, mythical thing, right? Atlantis. Right. Well, Area 51 is a real is a portion real. of Nellis Air Force Base, and it's in the Nevada desert yeah. near Groom Lake. They admitted it's... A real thing in 2013 is when they finally said, hey, look, this is a real thing. It's called Area 51. Like, we didn't know that already, but well, it's funny. But, like, Surprise. Pe people that were in the know would kind of call it different things like Dreamland, Dreamland yeah. or Groom Lake. And there, there was kind of this subtext that if you were in the know, you didn't have to say... Area 51, because that, that gets you teased. You call it, yeah. you call it Groom Lake, you call it Dreamland, but it wasn't something to be believed or not. It, it's a pretty important piece of our military infrastructure for testing aircraft. Yeah, yeah. DARPA. Yeah. But the thing is, is that there, you'll get this thing like, or you'll get this reaction from people and they're like, well, now we know that they tested the SR-71 there, yeah. that they tested the F-117 stealth fighter there. So that's all that they ever did there. And it's like... But but, it, but why would they tell us what that they yeah, everything they did at their because in the same because in the same vein ten years ago you mentioned Area Fifty One like oh you also believe in unicorns and you know but now it's like Area Fifty One like yeah it, it was real we just tested planes there ten years ago you didn't think it existed now you're admitting it existed but we only tested planes yeah well I mean we really don't know what's going on yeah and so and like the, and the fact that the most of the people who work at Area Fifty One have to go to an airport to get secretly shuttled, fl fl flown into Area 51. What gets me is 10, 15 years ago, you said Area 51, you were a kook. You were a nutter. And people just dismissed you as some guy with a tinfoil hat on down in the basement, sniffing glue, making model airplanes, saying the little... But now it's just like, yeah, it exists, but it's nothing. So what? Well, and we, we know that they're not telling us the, the whole story about it. And we can tell that by by other evidence that we have. We know that they're testing secret aircraft there. 
Uh, we know that they use, for instance, stealth helicopters in the raid to get Osama bin, yeah, bin Laden, right? Uh, now we're, we're just having information trickle in about that. Uh, there is now a photograph out there of a stealth, not, not the same type of stealth helicopter that was used in that raid, but a basically a proof of concept modification to a Blackhawk where they have put a whole bunch of low raised radar visibility features on it. Um, yeah, sure. That's the stuff they're testing there, but you know, they're still not, I mean, it's still, you can't go tour area 51. No. If that were going to be the case, even, even if you could tour it, they would move all their secret shit out first. I mean, if we're going to get real crazy two years ago, I'd have been like aliens. Fuck you. And then what was it like last year? The government's like, well, we've seen some shit. Yeah. There's, 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 there's aliens. We have have some documented Navy pilots and, and, uh, carriers out out in the ocean who, you know, they've seen some shit that we can't really explain, but (laughs) aliens. Wait, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> like defying the law of physics with these See, aircraft. Yeah. One of the things that drives me nuts about that was when Commander Fravor came forward with his story and they released that video, I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Like, this is amazing video. Let's talk about it. And I'm at a family party. I'm talking to my brother-in-law and I'm like, hey, did you see this video? And we're talking about it. My sister comes up and she says, oh, but did they see the aliens flying the UFO? And I'm like, you're just going to be sarcastic about like this possibly massively important video to the human race. And it's like, you're just, you are that brainwashed by the media that you're just going to be snarky. But I also think that obviously we know. Wait, what is this video? I am not familiar with this at all. So the Navy has released some videos from gun cams on, on fighter aircraft of some unidentified flying Mm. objects that are like traveling it like rates of speed and accelerating decelerating it speeds that are like unattainable kind of zero point energy stuff where yeah Yeah, there's can't diving underwater yeah it's yeah well and and really the videos that have been released are not not as impressive as hearing these people give the analysis they're pretty sanitized yeah we're not we're not getting a video that's enough to be as awe-inspiring as hearing commander david fravor who was a commander of a navy fighter group he's not a nut job he's the guy they put in the air in la went on 9-11 yeah like shoot down any airliners that are coming in yeah, you hear him talk about it. He's matter of fact, and he tells his story. I was, we were talking the other day. If if you were out on duty and you saw a UFO, would you be like to all your friends, "Hey, you know what? I just saw, I just saw a flying saucer." Well, you you, you would probably think about, is this a good idea to tell everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I would because I'm weird and I know no one's gonna believe me. But I'm like, I tell it on the podcast. Like, yeah. look, everybody. But I think, hey, everybody uh, saw a UFO. It's but the real. but the fact is for. Every piece of information that the government releases, there's 200 pieces of misinformation that gets released at the same time. So when you're trying to fact find and see what's going on, it's trying to find the nugget of semi-truth that the government releases in a field of shit that they also release. You're almost making decisions based on confirmable facts and then what they didn't say. So can I speak to this real quick? I'll give you just an actual point of this that has been you know, they've bared it out to truth. At first, everybody said it was conspiracy and they cancel you and shut you up if you said it. So at the first of 2020, when the virus really started coming from China over to America and it was like really weird, it seemed odd and the symptoms were super weird where you like, you lose your taste and smell and it only affected certain, you know, ages of people. It just seemed really weird, right? And I and I remember talking with like my wife and even Jeremy and these guys and I'd say, man, it really seems like this thing could have been manufactured. It just feels like it's not a natural thing. Well, and, and if, if you said that, 
if you said this thing was manufactured, I'm not saying in China or whatever, but it feels like it might be a biological agent that somebody's manufactured in a lab. If you said that, you would be shouted down, mm-hmm. you'd be deemed like a racist or like a xenophobic individual, something of the effect, and they would try to cancel you. My favorite thing about that is they're like, that's racist. Where it really came from was those filthy wet markets where the Chinese yes, eat exactly. fat soup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. I feel what? like that's way more racist. Saying it came from like a medical, you know, research lab is is racist, racist. but saying those filthy <laughs> well, wet markets eating baths. But that's part of that's a gaslighting pattern, yeah, right? Exactly. Because it's it's like, hey, I know what you're saying is super logical. I'm just going to try to trick you to thinking you're crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Not only yep. just you, but everybody around mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. they're trying to cancel you and shut you up and make you look like you're crazy, saying that's a conspiracy theory. And once again, you were labeled a conspiracy theorist if you said that. That's conspiracy theories. That stuff doesn't really happen. That's not real. And they would try to gaslight you, just like you're saying, to make everybody think you're a crazy person, make yourself shut up because you don't want to be seen as that crazy individual. And then then you shut, basically they, they control the narrative. That's what it's all about is controlling the narrative. And then after enough time goes by and they get their vaccines released and people are getting vaccinated and they control the peoples and shut down fucking the society for, you know, basically two years, control an election. You could say so many other things, whatever it is. But then they finally come out and say, yeah, it's actually, yeah, that was actually probably, yeah, it was manufactured over there. Yeah, it came from a lab, you know, and only because stuff leaked, not because they came out and fully admitted it, because they actually fucking found out through leaked emails. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason it came out, not because they wanted it to, but it got leaked and they're like, yeah, we kind of pushed our narrative anyway, not a big deal. And when the statement that you're making is so logical, because not only does the virus have all of those strange characteristics that you're talking about, but the first cases are right next to the lab. Yeah, where, exactly. Like, exactly. come on. Yeah, the hot exactly. zone. The oh, hot you're zone. Like, yeah. you're like, Wuhan, what's in Wuhan? The healthy 30-year-old doctor that leaked the information in, suddenly died of COVID. Suddenly yeah. died of COVID. Dude, he died of lead poisoning. No, no shit. The whole team. <laughs> yeah. The whole team. Yeah. No shit. He didn't die from fucking COVID. But it's, he died from lead poisoning. They, Acute they tr- lead poisoning. And nobody ever talks about it. They try so hard to put misinformation out there, so... But wait, we're we're deviating. Let's 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 get back on topic. I was drawing a correlation. I was drawing a correlation. No, I think that that through conspiracies. That correlation is huge because I'm talking about like the the topics that I we're talking about are well established historical record FOIA requests completed where you know we've got the evidence that just shows yeah we said it that you were a conspiracy theorist before but. Clearly, clearly you're not. Yeah, clearly you're not. Clearly you're accurate. <laughs> I, th- well, I think so. Let's so let's tell tell us about these aliens. It's gotten to the point where if you look back to the early 2000s, late 90s, if anyone had talked about, I've seen a UFO, and they're like, oh. Where's your tinfoil hat, you nutter? You mean swamp gas? You mean swamp gas? Swamp gas. You mean light reflecting off of Venus's third moon coming in, you crazy piece of shit? And now- I know Venus had moons. It has 58 moons. It doesn't anymore. <laughs> so much gas has been reflected up. But but now, like Dave was saying, there, there's so much account of, of people who are saying this actually happened that they can't really shout you down anymore. Because you have video evidence and all these things coming forward. It's like, well, we can't just call you a straight up nutter anymore because a portion of this video was leaked or, or somebody happened to leak some information that we can't really scrub from the internet or wherever. You, and so it's aliens. I think they're real. That's my personal opinion. So I, what, what he's doing, you got to understand this, 
This is for Fitz mostly because he's a little slow. But also, I'm for- joking. It was a joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm aware but- of what we're doing. I know aliens aren't real. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we are literally the only sentient beings in this galaxy. <laughs> Rocky would disagree. But well, Rocky's not a part of this galaxy, is he? <laughs> Actually, he is part of this galaxy. Damn but, it, you're right. <laughs> I was gonna say what Dave's trying to do is illustrate that you know these conspiracies have, were formed before we had uh, actual factual data. You know, we had some data, but not you know complete picture of the entire scene that was going on. But nowadays, we kind of do. We've had verified data that's come out here. So these compar- these uh, conspiracy theories at the time were conspiracy theories have now come out to be no longer conspiracy theories. They're actual factual data that's actually happened. Absolutely. Right? So we can kind of draw a correlation saying, well, nowadays we've got similar stuff going on, but we're drawing conclusions about same. these topics the same way we did with these other conspiracy theories. So we're trying to give validity to these conspiracy theories through the same process. It's like a scientific process, more or less. But again, like what you're saying is they want to control the narrative. Yeah, this stuff has come out, but it's not what you think it is. One of the things I think that we should recognize is that you're talking about some crazy conspiracy theories that are just loony. And that's yeah. that's true. There's loony stuff out there. And when you're talking about a situation where you have secret information, when there's a, a just a crazy, outlandish, impossible sen- scenario that's postulated by somebody... That really helps sell that conspiracy theorist narrative because somebody can be talking about something that's absolutely plausible and then they'll label them a conspiracy theorist right along with the the person who's mentally ill. Exactly. And and that then it's like, you don't want to be mentally ill, do you? But exactly. but if you don't want to be a crazy but, person, hey, I want to tell you this here. How many times have you gone on a call? I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. How many times have you gone on a call and you've talked to somebody and they've been like, yeah, there's, there's cameras in my ceiling. There's cameras in my vents, cameras in my lights. These cameras are watching me at every time. They're after me. I know they're after me. Can you help me out? Yeah. These guys are going to come get me. So how many times has that happened? Right. So you go in there and you've heard that, you know, five, 10, 15, 20, a hundred, 2000 times. So now what happens when the dude comes along and shit's really going down where people are actually spying on his ass stuff's going on because it's completely plausible that could happen right so when that comes he sounds like he's crazy sounds mentally ill so you're gonna be less likely to believe him because of all the other thousand times that it's happened where it's completely bunk well so here's so here's a case in point i had a case a few years ago where we have people that come up like you're saying all the time oh there's you know a car full of people are after me blah 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 they're trying to kill me for x y and z reasons and then they'll start pointing out cars oh is that car right there and there's like one little old lady like just trying to get home yeah you know and you're like okay well that person didn't even look at you Mm -hmm. so we had uh, i had a case where a dude was kind of making the same claims car full of people was after him blah 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 that stuff and so we're sitting on the corner outside of uh one of the grungy motels and so he points out the suburban that goes by and of course i just kind of like nonchalantly look at it and it comes down because it's going uh, eastbound and it comes down and he's pointing at it and he's like it's that he's like that fucking suburban right there those are the dudes that have been chasing me for like three hours and i just kind of like nonchalantly glance at it yeah and as it rolls by all no shit all the windows roll down and all the dudes are staring at him and the dudes are all starting pointing at him and i'm like Holy shit. I'm like calling out the light. I'm like, hey, uh, I need somebody to stop. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then brr, they freaking just floor it. They take off down. And I'm like, I'm looking at the dude. And he's like, you believe me now? I'm like, holy shit. That was kind of cool. <laughs> I was like, well, I hope we find it. <laughs> but it uh, sorry to call you crazy, bro. In, in my head, I was like, great. Here's another one. Let's just, you know, log report this. But there's like, so many okay. instances where, you know, the, the, that old saying that truth is stranger than fiction. 
Yes. And fact you know, is stranger than fiction. Fact is stranger fact than is stranger than fiction. But I think it's it's gotten to the point where when something comes out, you're almost conditioned to not believe it. I think most of us here, when something comes out, I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna find out for myself. I'm not if somebody comes up to me and says, This is the best thing, this is the worst thing. Okay, thanks for saying that, but I'm going to find out for my own self. I'm not going to believe you look at our, you yeah, just because you're a talking head on CNN. Yeah, you or you look whatever. at our populace nowadays. The people here in, in the world in America, they are just so easily brainwashed into listening to the corporate narrative or the narratives going on in television to say, okay, I'm just going to listen to these guys because they know what's going on. I know people who will eat that, you know, hook, line, and sinker. It doesn't matter. They don't go out there and do the research for themselves which is unfortunate. I mean, you saw it with the, with the whole pandemic thing. You know, it didn't matter what anybody said, wear five masks. They're like, okay, I'm going to do it. Don't go outside because you're going to die. How many like, people okay, did bro. you see driving down the road by themselves in their car with, with mask two masks on? Fucking masks on, bro. Well, I, think I actually sleep with a condom on. <laughs> that's smart. That's, that's, no, smart. that's smart. That's very smart. You probably need it. Yeah. You got to be ready. I'll so that so okay. I, know, I know you guys have other things to do, but Dave, run down for me if you could. The t- You know, conspiracy theories, things... The top three things, if you could extol people, like just take a trip. What would the you know look into something? Top three things. Yeah, that's good like idea. the item or like how I view the world. An item, people to you know just to kind of open people's eyes. What about topics kind of, would you have people kind of research we, on their own? So well, we kind of went over MK Ultra and some stuff like that. I think just, I think MK Ultra is a fantastic one. Area Fifty One. I think another one that's really just uh, a good one to look at is Operation Northwoods. And that was a proposed false flag attack that the CIA was preparing to orchestrate to start a war between the United States and Cuba by basically faking attacks from Cuba. From Cuba, yeah. Just because, and, like, and potentially killing American citizens. Yes. And, and so, I mean, I think that if you're going to look at this stuff, those are really the best ones to do. Some, some interesting points, I would say uh, – just uh, there's a, plenty of side notes and stuff like that, yeah. but those are the three that I think you can look at, and there's data on that, and it shows. So these are ones that have data, yeah, that you can actually verify that these are well, they have actual hearings. factual. They have hearings on the Northwood. Yeah, they've got they've got that the, came out in the church stuff, right? I well, I don't was know that? if that came out with that or not, but they have the whole document. It was FOIA requested, and so that that document demonstrates that the CIA did have a plan to attack America and blame Cuba. The lengths that the government's willing to go to make the ends justify the means. Yeah. So I think that those, those three uh, items are great because it's more about saying, Hey, is this something that's happening or not? Because somebody's going to come out with a conspiracy theory tomorrow about something new that happened. Yeah. And there's going to be a strong push to, to marginalize that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should be careful anytime you hear something that's outlandish, but at the same time, the idea that uh, the government or media would lie to us is not unusual. No. That, yeah. I, and and I think it's being discovered now more Let's than ever. Let's not forget yes. Jack Anderson. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the things they'll go to to cover up. Jack Anderson was, is a good person to read about too, because he was a columnist who uh, Nixon was planning to assassinate. <laughs> to stop him from writing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, that's the beauty nowadays of the internet is it's you, you know, you kind of hit this on the head earlier 
when you said that nowadays we have so much information that is pervasive, it goes everywhere. We get information from a lot of different places nowadays, and you can't make that a cult. People can share that online, although there are big you know, tech companies that are trying to censor that information and make it so you can't. Um, but right now, we, we still can, you know, on certain platforms you can. Speaking of platforms, have you ever looked into like QAnon? Uh, not really. You ever looked into Adrenochrome? He runs QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> so Adrenochrome, are we talking about like uh, some kind of drug that the elites use to to yes. maintain youth and stuff yes. like that? I've heard of that. Have you, it, have you looked into it you at all? You know what? I mean, I haven't So this is stuff that isn't like necessarily a verifiable. There's anecdotal information on it out there. People speaking to it. People who have been possibly killed over it. Do you know the whole Tom Hanks conspiracy with... Uh, Isaac Cappy. I haven't heard of that one. Okay. There's lots of conspiracies. And once again, these aren't verifiable, which is okay to like take it with a grain of salt, but obviously, we, but you can look of, into this type of stuff. All of these conspiracy theories that are now known to be fact yeah. were conspiracy theories at one point. Yes. Yes. Right. And so that's the thing. That's, that's a great point. I, I love to build that base to say these were conspiracy theories once upon a time, but now they've been verified. And there might've been information back then that was not completely accurate, but there was a lot of truth that was being said. So that's why I say nowadays, if you hear some things, you shouldn't just outright dismiss stuff. Sure, you can take some stuff and like toss it out, maybe keep some stuff. But just because you hear something, you shouldn't just say, okay, that's crazy. That can't be real. Well, like you were saying though, big tech companies may want to censor this, but like we were talking about before, you can make a decision based on somebody's actions as to what the motive is. Yeah. If something's a lie, typically that's falsifiable. I can research that and find out this is a lie. Yeah. But if you don't even want me to hear it, that makes me think that you think that this information is a dangerous truth. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Exactly. The, the hard thing is knowing what that is, because if it's secret, then it, speculation is kind of all we have. Alan, back to Jack Anderson. So Jack Anderson was a nationally syndicated columnist. He had the Washington merry-go-round published in every single state. He was a household name. He broke Iran-Contra. And uh, Richard Nixon hired two CIA agents, and they were coming up with ideas on how they were going to kill him when he got caught for Watergate. Really? They said cyanide in his aspirin, but that wasn't specific enough. He, they could have hit his wife or his 10 children. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they talked about smearing LSD on his on his steering wheel. Oh, shit. Back to LSD. Mm-hmm. And then what they finally decided on was just a back alley mugging. Really? Yeah. Just murk him in the back alley. Well, yep. And take his wallet and leave the gun. And so, Whoa. like, the two would-be assassins were apprehended in the Watergate scandal, correct? Mm -hmm. And then they were too busy trying them for those crimes that to deal with the assassination yeah. plot. The assassination but again, plot. I, think, yeah. I think that goes back to when Watergate breaks, you know, you had Woodward and Bernstein, mm -hmm. and, and there are so many facets of that that they wanted to keep secret. They're shouting, now they can't control the leak of information. Now stuff is coming out. Mm -hmm. So they try to focus the attention on certain parts to make other parts obscure. Have yeah. fall guys. Yeah, they but if you, other parts. if you think they wouldn't kill you because- You've sent it to all the news agencies and all no. that. They give zero They shit, don't. Sir. Really? Jack they Ruby get... was so incensed, a nightclub owner, that he had to avenge the president? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he died of a, what, a, an embolism, right? Embolism. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and they're, they're in a final point. So uh, the CIA, in the church hearings in 1975, 
and this is hard to get information on because there's not a lot of data on it, but they did have a clandestine assassination weapon. And a lot, most people who are interested in this thing just refer to it as the heart attack gun. But it was, they've got pictures of it. You can, there's a great picture of Barry Goldwater holding this assassination. No kidding. Thing. Yeah. And they admitted that it was designed to administer a poison by, by projectile dart and that dart would dissolve and that the penetration point would be very minimally obvious. Yeah, and so, so yes, like something like Jack Ruby, an, an embolism is a what, blood clot, blood clot in the yeah, brain yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, that, that would be like the same mechanism as a heart Me attack yeah. just in the brain, not in the heart. Right. Yeah. That, that they had the tool. We just don't, we, we can't know the fact because right. we don't have the guy who pulled the trigger if he did, right? Right. So you say the heart attack gun administer a, a poison dart. They say what kind of poison it was that was causing these heart attacks? So the, the Pfizer vaccine, actually. <laughs> 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 they just took that and turned it into the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was like some kind of shellfish or something. In the church hearings, they talked about shellfish toxin. And animal toxins cannot be synthesized in a lab. They right. have to be yeah. collected. So they collected some cr crazy, like they collected- Was it a, the fugu fish? I can't remember. It just, what, uh, it, in the, in it, their thing, it, it just says shellfish. It was a super potent shellfish toxin that they could have killed like 50,000 people with the amount that they had. Holy mackerel. Yeah. yeah. And, but it was like, an, like the amount was like would fit in a small container. Wow. But uh, that was at least one of the toxins that they had. They certainly could have had other toxins. But so it's easy. So, so once it, you have the mechanism and the idea, it's easy to say, well, here we have, you know, the, the shellfish. Here we have... This other compound that can induce an aneurysm. Oh yeah, we, or whatever. We, we've got Full Metal Jacket. We got Hollow Points. We got AP. Right. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you, so they administer this dart, it would obviously hit this person, and then the toxicology report in the autopsy would show that they died from some sort of shellfish poison. So uh, the That's kind the, of a red flag, right? The idea behind the heart attack gun was that one of the toxins that they used would not be screenable would not register it, yeah and so there was they talk about having that toxin in the same kind of interview process but they were interviewing that the director of the cia during that portion of the church hearings and he's like yeah this was designed to be basically undetectable at some point dang that's and, crazy yeah <laughs> that's crazy but, but it goes like like we've been saying all along it goes to the the fact that uh just because you say somebody's following you doesn't mean you're you know crazy they could be right there yeah, exactly. And like Alan said, wear a condom when you go to bed. <laughs> best best defense right there. Never be naked. If you're never naked, you can't die. That's true. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, how, the, many, how many clothed dead people have you found? That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. We did in talk my, about in that. In my career, we talked about that on the I, think, I think it's probably on one hand I can count the amount of people who I've seen, whether it's intentionally or accidentally or by natural causes, have died. When so I, When I'm... When I get sick, I refuse to get naked. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm saying, <laughs> that's okay. how you die. So, so, yeah. so the, the Russians actually had their version of the heart attack gun, and they used it twice successfully in 57 and 59. Hmm. So those but, dirty but Russians I, got it. Kind us. of the theme here is I think you just don't go along with the mainstream answer. Do your own, inf you know, do your own digging, find your own information, think for yourself, because what's being told to you may not always be the truth. Yeah. Yep. So what you're saying is Epstein didn't kill himself. What? <laughs> oh, why did we talk about that's a that's another one. 
Epstein. <laughs> Epstein yes. is obviously Epstein, or, and all I mean, of his friends yeah, dying in yeah, prisons around the world. And yeah. then you can go like the wake of bodies that Clintons have left on their rise to world domination, yeah. going all the way back to the early days in Arkansas. People around the Clintons just happened to turn up dead. Strangely, they have a high body count. They were a bad luck. Bad luck. I just want to say officially that I do not believe that. <laughs> and if you find me dead, it was not suicide. <laughs> I have right. no intention of hey, killing hey, myself. Settle down, just, just, <laughs> hey, just FYI, Isaac Cappy said the same thing, and he ended up committing suicide mm-hmm. off a bridge. On this, but it, like, but again, you, suicide. you yeah. talk about, even when they catch former Senator Clinton or uh, Secretary of uh, Lies, Clinton, and it's like, hey, you had your own personal server, and and that's a clear violation of federal law. What are we going to do to you? Nothing. Well, and what is the motive for having your private server? It's to yeah. do illegal shit. Yes, exactly. absolutely. And how so. many dudes doing things like that are turning mountains into beaches right now? Yeah, exactly. I like factual conspiracy theories stuff. We can like say there was conspiracy theories. It's good yeah. now. We can check oh, it out. Absolutely. But I also like kind of just like delving into the topics that can't necessarily be checked out but there's a lot of facts surrounding it coming up with my own like, hypothetical like the pen the patent invention secrecy act oh yeah do you guys know about this no where so obviously if you create a patent for some sort of device or whatever if somebody in the government deems it a threat to national security they can make it secret and you can't tell anyone you about can, it. you can't put it out there you can you can search it the patent invention secrecy act and so they steal your invention they steal your invention yeah. and you can't say anything about it you can't publish anything about it Do but they at least oh man, pay that's you bullshit. No, no 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 and because it's a threat to national security so you still okay you still own it you just can't do shit with it Oh, they so they can, give you the they patent. Can hold, they can hold that patent indefinitely as long as america is at war is at war how long we've we been at war forever well, we're not anymore. No, America's there, I no believe longer there's at still war. a war on terror. Yeah, oh, I thought they declared that over when no, we withdrew from a, Afghanistan. Also, no, a war, it's a war on, on COVID. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> war on drugs. the war on common sense. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the topics that you know. Th- there's some information out there, you know, but that's one of my beliefs. Is yeah. I think there's probably some dude who invented a carburetor or some sort of engine that runs off H2O water. You can fill up your tank with water and run 7,000 miles and big oil is like, yeah, no, we're going to kill you. Fuck that guy. Or you're telling me we we landed a dude on the moon in the 60s, but we can't get rid of hemorrhoids? Have you ever heard Jerry Seinfeld's act about that? <laughs> he, he's like, we'd all be a lot happier if we never landed on the moon. <laughs> we can't cure hemorrhoids, and we couldn't put a man on the moon. Everything makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a lot of fun. All right, well, we'd like to thank our buddies for coming on here. Dave and Alan, appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming on. It was give a good time. Some... We should do it again. Yeah, yeah. Some... I, I think that we had a good conversation. I really appreciate your analysis because that's, I think, the hardest point to get across yeah. is is just be aware that not everything is what it seems. You know, the factual record is updated. Was it believe believe half of everything here of nothing what you see? Yeah, no, believe nothing you hear and half of what you see. see? Don't believe anybody. Sometimes on Wednesday, <laughs> don't when you've had fish, How about just believe everything. The truth <laughs> is out there. It's all true. It's all true. <laughs> I think that's a good a good uh, model to live by. Make sure that you're not being duped because it's so easy nowadays, and they have so many narratives out there that they're trying to control you with. So I think it's really important to do your own research. Amen. Thanks. It's a good time. Yeah, we'll have you guys back on again. We'll have you guys come out here and uh, share some more. Yep. So once again, thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks, boys. 
we just had Dave and Alan on here. Appreciate those guys coming out. It was a lot of fun. Did you guys enjoy that? I did. I did. Yeah, we hope you listeners out there enjoyed it as well. All right, so we bring up our weekly edition of Savage of the Week. I love Savage of the Week. I do too. I love spotlighting people that are just straight savages. This week, we have an individual. This happened a little over, what, about a year ago? About, about 2020. About 2020 or 2021? 2020. 2020. 2020. So I'm going to turn the time over to Jeremy. Introduce who our savage is, buddy. Sometimes our savage is not always somebody, you know, or something that's going on right now. You know, we've talked about a couple people in the past. Yeah. We had the badass baker, the fucking deadly dentist. Now we've got Rowdy Ricky. And so what this comes from is, some of you may remember, this is harken back to ye old 2020. Oh, the year. The year. <laughs> Before the world got old. This is the 2020 Golden Globes Award. They chose Ricky Gervais to host. And so I think Ricky had just kind of seen what's been going on. And he kind of gave a very unfiltered, very real, kind of sobering take about Hollywood. Yeah, I love it. And so he was unapologetic, just went up there and and was fucking- Roasted Hollywood. Roasted Hollywood. Makes fun of everybody. Everybody. There were no punches pulled. Nobody Except for Jason no Momoa. holds barred. Oh, yeah. He, he gave a little love to Jason Momoa because he yeah. didn't want to get broken. Because Jason Momoa fucked that dude up. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Momoa spends all his time on a farm fucking throwing knives and hatchets at shit. So we wanted to play the clip. Yeah. We're just going to play a snippet. Yeah. We're going to play a clip from his night. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama. Yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and fuck off. Okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it was not not a bit, not a joke. He was completely serious about that. No, very serious about and all. He was of serious it. about and most he called of all out, of that. you know, a lot of people. And it, I mean, it was just a, it was kind of refreshing, sobering, sobering. I mean, it felt good to listen to that. Yeah, you yeah. know. And obviously, I did not watch that shit live. No. I heard about it after the fact. Yeah. Like, did you see Ricky Gervais? He went savage mode on the Hollywood elitists. Yes. And I was like, what? Are you serious right now? And we turned it on and, and we watched on YouTube, you know, and I was like, damn, dude, that was a throttling. And so we didn't play it, but one of the best parts is he calls out, and obviously this is fresh after the Harvey Weinstein shit, right? <laughs> yeah. That was he awesome. calls him out and he's like, it's, what is it harder or something working for this or something is harder than working for Harvey Weinstein. And you hear a bunch of the crowd like booing. He's, mm. like, he's like, fuck me. You guys did it. It's not me. You were his friend. <laughs> yeah. Not you, me. Yeah, yeah. So he calls him out. He's like, no, this was you guys. So they're, you know, and he kind of threw back in their faces like, don't boo. A lot of you motherfuckers were complicit in all that. Yeah. You knew what was going on and you did fuck all about it. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of my favorite parts as well as what we just played. But, mm-hmm. um, and again, that kind of captures like the shit's going on in their own backyard and they're the first to be like, Hey, that's not right. Well, how many of you motherfuckers knew and, and, and not just the Harvey Weinstein shit, but all the shit that goes on in Hollywood, you're self-centered fucking egotistical. He makes that, you know, that quip or that joke about what's going on. 
And everyone's like, oh, that's a foul. And he's like, fuck, that's all you. That's yeah. not me. I didn't do it. Yeah. I'm not perpetrating it. I wasn't a part of it, but that's you guys who knew about it. Because I guarantee you, there were a lot of people who knew about it mm-hmm. and who did shit about it. Mm-hmm. And so- Well, so one of your biggest conspiracy things to talk about is uh, Tom Hanks. Right. So during that entire eight minute clip, it shows Tom Hanks a handful of times. And that dude is nervous as shit. He is not enjoying that eight minutes at all. He's just like, oh, nervous as a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Exactly. It's like, what you what you hiding, homie? What you hiding? Those and and you want to be cast away right now? You want to be on that island, bro? But but if someone's out drinking, adrenochrome, look it up. No, don't look it up on a work computer. On the on the work network. Make <laughs> sure you look network. it up at work. At work. At the station. Uh, making money on while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what no? Sergeant, Don't the Savage just told me to. <laughs> they told me to look it up. But that's that's our Savage, and I think it's apropos because he uh appropriate savagely took it to Hollywood and was like, here's what it is. He laid it bare. And uh I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. That was awesome. Kudos, Ricky. Cheers to you, Ricky. Cheers to Ricky. Cheers, bitch. So for those of you that are maybe just tuning in or missed our our book club episode, we do we started to do book club, so every month we are gonna read through a book and then we will have an episode the first week of the following month where we'll break down the book and kind of give our thoughts and, and talk about it, you know, like the fancy people do. The last book we did was project hail mary hail mary and so now for the month of april calvin and hobbs so (laughs) the book that we've chosen for book club for the month of april into may is called una out of order a novel o-o-n-a is her name spelled una a brief synopsis of what's going on here she turns 18 years old and on her 18th birthday she lives the year and the next her birthday is January 1st, yeah. so New Year's Eve. Wakes up on her She wakes up on her birthday, birthday and she wakes up in a new part of her life. So she so lives like her life age. out of order. So instead of going 18 to 19 to 20, she goes like 18 to 65 and then to 23. So stuff like that. So uh, my wife read this one. She liked it a lot. She said it was very interesting. So yeah, we're going to give it a read. Might not be exactly right up my alley on books that I enjoy, but hell, you know what? I always try something once. You only live once. YOLO. <laughs> That's true. So are we going to break this down, um, what is it, May 5th? Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Una out of order. Una out of order. Guys, read Audible, it up. read it. We'll get a it. little kid in the neighborhood to read it to yeah, you, illiterate no bastards. Call Jeremy. He can read it to you. He'll be happy too. He loves reading. He reads to fits all the time. It's he has a very soothing reading voice. He it's does amazing. It's amazing. You guys hear him on the podcast. We like to thank you guys for tuning in to the Domesticated Savages. We appreciate your love and support. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. That's where we're at. Find us there. Leave us a message. Comment. Always comment and like our our stuff. If you follow us, because it really helps with the algorithm. Check out DomesticatedSavages.com. We've got our content up there. We've got a bunch of cool shit in our store, man. Check that stuff out, too. Always remember, stay savage. And birds aren't real. Let's go. <laughs> Jeremy's born. I got a poo. <laughs> He's got a poo. I don't, I'm, don't, I'm prairie dog. I, don't leave that shit in there. I Turtle got, head. I got a poo. I have to poo. <laughs> <laughs> I got a poo. <laughs> I'm leaving skid marks.